I did get some feedback from Claudia. Now, if you've been following the show, I did a healing for her three weeks in a row. She had some very severe issues. She had extreme exhaustion for eight years. I mean, just we've all been extremely exhausted, but she's had it every day for eight years, barely could function, just had to get through her day kind of thing. And then she was hit from behind while she was standing at a station. I think it was a I don't remember if it was a subway station or a bus station, by a homeless guy. And, you know, it, it wasn't a personal attack, but it knocked her down, and she literally was traumatized from it. So it happened about a year ago, and she was completely traumatized by it and had what looked like to be P- PTSD. And so that was her second issue. And the third one was, what was the third one? Oh, a responsibility pattern where she's been responsible, so responsible since she was 16 years old that now she just, she's so intensely exhausted. She just is absolutely abhorrent to even think about taking on any other responsibilities. She doesn't have time for herself. There's nothing in her life that she does for herself. It's all about doing for others. And all these patterns are very tied in certain ways and I worked on it three times and I didn't hear back from her for the first two but she wrote me back the evening of the last week's show so you know my show here in LA is from 10 to 12 in the morning and she wrote me back sometime in the evening maybe six seven eight nine o'clock somewhere like that and I want to read you the letter because it was really interesting of course she thanks me for the healings and then she says I have listened, not to the live shows, because, of course, she's been at work, but in the evenings to all of them on podcast. I've listened to the first show several times, because, of course, that was the first one, so she could listen to it several times. And she's been doing the neutralizing once a day, if not a few times a day. One of the things when I talked to her was I encouraged her to do neutralizing on her own, because I know I can't do it for all of you. I just, there's, there's too little of me and too much of all of you, you know, and at some point we have to take responsibility for ourselves and commit to getting better, commit to helping ourselves and doing the extra work beside my three healings to accelerate and, and, uh, you know, makes it deeper, the healing go deeper. So I really encouraged her, but I knew that with her particular pattern doing it, at all would be asking a lot. So I just said five minutes a day, if you can handle that, if not, you miss three days, don't berate yourself, just do it for five minutes when you get back to it. So I I encourage her to do it, but I certainly didn't pressure her. So the fact that she's been doing it every day, sometimes more than once is really good. She says, the healings are very powerful and I'm still processing all of it. I have to say, I've not been feeling depleted by the end of the day like I normally did before. It's a wonderful feeling. The brain fog has lifted and I have more clarity. I never imagined I had so many lifetimes of these types of issues. After the first show, I felt lighter and not weighed down and it's getting lighter and lighter. Now, the next bit that she says relates to the last healing. And I just, for those of you who didn't hear it, just want to remind you, in the last healing, I saw like a weight on her back, like a turtle shell almost, something very heavy. And we spent quite a bit of time trying to neutralize all of that. And it had several different patterns in, in it. Of course, 
you know me, I don't remember what they were, but they were all complex and interrelated. And I don't think we got it totally, but we got most of it. There was just a little bit, as I recall, on the right side of her back uh, and not near as thick and heavy as the whole thing was. She did a fantastic job at neutralizing during the healing because a lot of this very heavy kind of thing on her back was gone. So she says, remember, she wrote me the day of the healing that night. She says, this week I've been driving to work and today on my drive home, I realized and was thinking to myself, wow, I'm not hunched over because of the heaviness I feel on my back. Now, remember, she hasn't heard my healing, but she's noticing on her drive home that she doesn't have that heaviness. Even when walking, I feel slightly tipped forward and my back feels curved. So normally when she walks, she feels tipped forward and her back feels curved. So when I was doing the healing this evening and you started to describe the turtle shell like a rock on my back, I was shocked that all the issues I was holding and carrying had actually manifested physically. I definitely feel a shift, which I can't quite put all of into words. I will continue to neutralize and keep you posted as I re-listen to the shows and as more things continue to change. So she, without knowing what I worked on, she experienced a shift driving home that day. And that was powerful. And when something like that happens, it's really motivating for a person to keep going with it. So I think she truly is motivated even more than she was. And I hope the story motivates you guys because this is powerful stuff. This is the secret to being a freaking superhero, guys. This is it. Superhero for ourselves and superhero for others. So anyway, now I'm going today to do a healing for someone, Caitlin. And Caitlin has had a psychotic break. She's in her early 20s. I think she's 21 or 2. Um, she's had some mental issues before. I think they were bipolar in nature. But there is a history of schizophrenia in her family, and it looks like this is what's now manifesting for her. And I do understand that there's been some drug use. However, it's been recreational, not addictive. So I don't know how much or how little, but it, it from, from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's more recreational. She'll go through a phase where she's doing it, and then she's not, you know, that kind of thing. But it's not... Uh, moved into a heavy addiction pattern. I also understand that she had medication for her bipolar situation, but that she went off the medication. Uh, of course, I'm not 100% sure on all of what I've told you. That's the indications that I got, but the person who gave it to me was not perfectly in the know. It was her best estimate or her best understanding of the situation. So, you know, I'm not walking into anything, but it's okay. I, I'm, I'm going in a little blind, so to speak, but it doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> that's never stopped me before. So so that's Caitlin. I'm going to be working on her, but I, first, before I go working on her, I do want to give you a little bit of an update on my T Radio V show. This is my radio show that I have Tuesdays. It's 11.50 minutes, 5.0 minutes, starting at 11 a.m., every Tuesday that's Pacific time. Now it's videoed radio. So I go into a studio and I'm sitting at, you know, in the 
I don't know what you call it, in the studio. And I have a guest each week that sits across the table from me. And it is, of course, sent out, not of course, it is sent out over the Internet. So this show also goes global. It is a live show, and it will be archived. So live, that's 11 a.m. Tuesdays, Pacific Time. You go on to T Radio V right about the time it starts, and you'll see my show. It'll be streamed live. So I decided, and it was really, it's been hard for me. I have so much information, fifth dimensional information to give to you all. And I've been really struggling over the last two or three weeks of what to share with you all. And much of the information I've never shared with anyone or maybe a handful of people. When you have all of this stuff staring yourself in the face, it's really hard to know what to do, what to put on, what to share. And there, were, there are two topics that I know are important, but they're the most difficult topics for me to share. Why? Because there can be so much misunderstanding and misconception. And I, you know, in this realm of this world where misunderstanding, misconception, misinterpretation, and all the ripple effects from it can be scary. It can be upsetting. It can be worrisome, anxiety producing. So I didn't know what to do. And finally, I went to the higher selves. And it wasn't the higher selves, actually, that came in. It was Joan Culpepper. You know, I do work with her. She's the one who, she laid aside her body in 2006. And she was the one that brought in the, the foundation of this fifth dimensional information that I work with, that I've shared, uh, that I take off from when I get information. I, I fill ho- holes and gaps and bring in expansions here or there. She never did healing, so much of the healing. Well, she did some healing, but not like I do them. Much of the healing uh, information and stuff that the higher selves have shared with me and that I've shared with you. That's where all these things shift and change, you know. Uh, But in any case, she came in and she, she told me the topic to start with. And it was one of the two that I find most fascinating, most, most fascinating. And the first one that she wants me to share actually leads into the second one. And... So I am going to, I wanted to start this week, but I had to reread an enormous amount of material. And then I was able to at least narrow it down from, I don't know how many pages down to about 40 pages, but I have 40 pages of not organized material at all. A lot of bits and pieces all strewn together, copied and pasted from various uh, sources, some from individual healing, some from the Wednesday group, some from the Jane and Company group, a lot of different bits, and I have to organize it. And I just, with this other show, have been so busy, I couldn't organize it. There's going to be at least two shows where I give out this information, but I'm thinking most likely three. Then I may take another break and lead into the next topic. That, because that, I have to do the same thing. And if that's a big job because there's just, I think I told you, I have almost a 
thousand cassette tapes from Joan Culpepper that had to be transcribed, and not all of them are actually transcribed. Many, many of them are transcribed now, but not all of them. And so the point being that it's a big job for me to organize for you guys, but you know what? I don't mind at all because guess what? In my third book, Jane and Company, the information from this next topic that I'm going to bring you is going to be in that book. It, it's relevant. It has to be in the book because Jane and Company is a fabulous story. It's a true story. Uh, and it's going to be so fun to write. And this material that I'm organizing about this next topic, which I'm not even telling you what it is, because just giving you a phrase is kind of it's going to immediately trigger, just the phrase is going to trigger so much misunderstanding, so much misinterpretation, so much just relating to it from perspectives and viewpoints that really are completely not, you know, they're, they're not, because they lack the full information, they, they're not going to be accurate. And so... I want to avoid it. I'm not even going to give you the topic. So next week when I announce my show, it's going to be something like fifth dimensional information on something I will share on the show. <laughs> It'll be a silly title because even on that, I'm going to have to tiptoe around on the title because it's there's potential here for, for problems. And trust me, the information is fascinating and it's important and it's really rich and really good but the nature of it is such that without full understanding it can be easily misinterpreted so that's why I'm not telling you what it is but anyway that's the scoop um, anyway so I'm going to start that Next week, I have to do that organizing. I've been I've winnowed 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 it down, whittled it down to 40 pages. Even that, you know, took forever. I had to read every little thing. It's like reading a book. So I had to read a book and then decide what parts of those books would I bring to you all on the show. So there are parts that I had to take out and. You know, there's some very, I don't know. So there are some parts I've had to take out. So anyway, now I'm going to get back to do the, doing the healing on Caitlin. And we're going to see what happened, what, you know, what's been happening with her. her she's, she's from another state. Her parents came here. She was put into an institution, a mental institution, to treat the psychotic break she went into you know she had a break with reality and she's still in it she didn't really you know public uh, not public but um I don't know where she went but I don't know how good the care was there and her parents came to bring her back home and they don't understand either uh, her parents aren't under very understanding of it the it's, it, you know, it's just one of those situations where the father's yelling at her to think straight, you know, and she just can't. And it's too bad because there's actual schizophrenia in the family, and but there isn't really an understanding of what's happening with her. My hope is she goes home and she gets, you know, put in somewhere that can really 
inform the parents and really because you know the parents just don't understand and of course like anybody you kind of want to hope it really isn't so and you think if you just talk loud enough that they'll get it or you know it's like when you talk to somebody who's deaf and you keep I mean that speaks another language and you keep raising your voice because you think if you talk loud enough maybe they'll understand you even though they don't speak your language you know we aren't always rational guys we we have these little illogical kind of idiosyncrasies and so my hope is that in some way she'll get to a place that can fully explain to the parents who seem to uh, really not understand. And so we're going to try to bring in some some clarity, some help here for her. Uh, I don't think that she or her parents will ever hear the healing, but as you guys know, this healing will go out to her and all others like her. We will not skimp on the healing, on the help that we will bring to others. Any of you who've read my second book knows that I have a whole chapter in there on Sophia. Sophia is a client of mine from several years ago who is a paranoid schizophrenic. And without telling you too much about it, I've never done a healing in any such person, but the higher self just kept encouraging me. And it made a significant difference. Now, She's not completely well, but her life has changed a lot since I started with her. And so it's amazing what we can do. I did work with her a lot more than I'm going to work on Caitlin. And something this entrenched and this deep, there's going to need, there's going to need more, more than just one healing on the radio show. But if we can open the one door to get her into a proper facility or get a doctor within whatever facility she's in, that understands and also is able to connect with the parents, you know, that also has some, a skill set of really helping her move into finding a way to, to deal with the disease in her highest ideal. That would be great. I, I, you know, I don't know if, you know, that would be the hope anyway. So let's, let's see what, what, what happens. Okay. Uh, now that you've gotten yourself comfortable, you've taken a few deep breaths. I want you to quiet your mind as best you can and just focus on my voice. Use it as a little technique to help you bring that mind's eye in for the total focus. We want to activate the focus of attention. Focus of attention is the turn on switch. It is what activates the energies that are going to be utilized in this healing. And the first thing that's going to be activated with this focus of attention is the now moment. Now, I've started using this now moment again because I don't need to. The higher self have indicated I don't need to use it because the focus of attention is on the pure soul essence, brings us into the now moment, the forever now moment. But I just, I know that it does that, but I am starting to use it again. Uh, I think it's important for people to hear consciously. And the higher self are indicating to me right now as I'm talking that. It's my perspective, and it isn't really necessary. They said that all the new listeners, in essence, come in at the same level with all the prior listeners. And I've known that from before, and they're indicating that because my feeling was I like to do the now moment, the forever now moment, so that the new people who haven't heard the show or haven't heard me, haven't 
had me give them a healing or whatever, that they need to hear this. And the higher self say, no, they don't. They're, they've actually been present. You know, I do past, present, and future listeners. So the future listeners have been present all this time. They know. So you hear what I'm saying, but it's hard for me to get my brain around completely, even though I do understand. The other reason I do use it, though, is it does give us practice on focusing. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to discuss this with a higher self another time, but I want to go back and just have you focus on my voice, bring that focus of attention, leave all those thoughts that run through our minds out in the ether somewhere, bring it in, listen to my voice and focus on the now moment. And as you do that, the now moment is being set up. And as I noticed before, it's set up right away, even as I'm saying it, because the higher selves do bring it in. In any case, so right now, um, we've got the now moment set up. We're going to expand it into the forever now moment, and it's going to expand vertically to encompass the totality of all of the soul processes of all of us, all of us at the soul level. And it is going to create the forever now moment because it's encompassing the totality of the journey of the soul from the time we were expressed as minerals all the way through and up until we moved into the fifth dimension. And then beyond that, because we have aspects in the sixth dimension now and we have the aspect that we sent back as volunteers in the fourth human dimension. We carry that dual soul nature, the fifth dimensional aspect with the overlay or the uh, facade human soul that is operating in this free will kingdom. So this energy is completely encompassing the totality, this forever now moment, the totality of who we are. Now I'm, I'm going to call in Caitlin and she's here. Uh, She's right in the center. I see her and she's like cringing. It's as if the reality of the world, the reality of, of her life, the just reality period is impinging upon her. She doesn't know how to handle it. Oh my gosh. It's just really an intense picture. I want the higher self to be sure that she's encompassed within the, the now moment, the forever now moment. And she is, and she has a brilliant uh, very expanded. She is a fifth dimensional guy, so welcome to the reality. We can be fifth dimensional and still have psychosis, still have schizophrenia, still have major problems, but she is a fifth dimensional. So she is being included. Uh, the soul, all the, the totality of her soul is included here. And now we want to focus on the pure soul essence. Okay. The pure soul essence, remember, we want to use that symbolic sun. We want to beam that light throughout the totality of ourselves at the soul level. It is to amalgamate and want, become one with the totality of who we are. And it fills up with all of us doing it. It fills up the forever now moment. And right now I see, I see Caitlin. She's got the light within the body. It's there, but it's not moved into the rest of the soul. Oh, that is a picture I have never seen before. Oh, my gosh. The good news is that it's there. But somehow at the soul level, she is not allowing it to become one with her. And I think it's because she's just shut off in some way. She's just shut off. And that's why she's 
manifested this very, you know, this psychosis, whatever she's going through. So, okay. Well, let me just, I want to just bring the whole group right into this symbolic diamond, the symbolic pure soul essence of the originating source itself. It's, it's a beautiful energy field. It's two four-sided pyramids base to base. It's not solid. It's just energetic and it's, expands to be as big as it needs to be and it's used to encompass the totality of who we are and there are those legions of souls that come in each healing that i do that come in and partake of the light that they're ready to utilize with their their next step in their evolutionary process and so right now we are fully cooperating with our pure soul essence and with the originating source we've tapped into the tremendous uh, resource uh, we are working from within and right now I see this Caitlin at the center right at the center of all of us she is I see her soul process it's part of the it's part of it but the light is held within the body it's as if she can't put out the light okay she can't put it out she has it she has that light she can't put it out, but it's there is no there's no concept of what that light is. There's no connection to the light. It's as if I don't know exactly what it is, so I have to just start where what I see. And, and I'm asking that all of you listening, whether it's live or in the future to the archive show, please work with me on this. And even though we might take some steps in the live show, in the archive show, she's still going to need help because she's, she's got an issue. I've never seen this. I've never seen this. So doesn't mean that I haven't been exposed to it. Maybe um, Sophia had the same thing, but I wasn't at that same level of, of visualizing and seeing things that I, I am now when I was working on her. So it could have been there for her. Um, I just don't know. But in any case, all right. I'm I'm seeing her. She's so cringing. She's so hurting. She's so in so much pain. And I really want to be just begin with releasing some of that pain. I don't know where else to begin. I mean, having never seen it before, I'm shooting from the hip kind of thing. I'm just kind of guessing but that's where I see I, and I want the higher self to please help me because that light wants to expand it's as if it's moving to the very edges of her body but it, she's not letting it go past there but it wants to expand it can expand so whatever the the issues are for her that are keeping it from keeping her from connecting with it keeping her from accepting it that's a key. She's not accepting it. I just think there's a lot of self-hatred here. I, I want I just want I just want to 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 see the higher self they're indicating that I can just start and she will begin. They are here. I'll tell you who else is here is Aggie is here from Jane and Company. And Aggie is she had problems with mental illness too. And so she's got all that empathy and she is here. So there's a lot of help, um, a lot of help. The higher self, of course, are su supervised 
Aggie and, and everybody else from Jane and Company, but Aggie, Aggie is here. So we want to just let that, let that agony go. Let's, I just want her to begin to release the agony and the pain and the suffering. And I do see it coming out. It's streaming out from her 360 degrees around. Now, here's the deal. Her light is within. I, I'm trying to see what's neutralizing this. Okay, the higher selves are indicating that what I'm seeing is a symbol. And, it, and the symbol is that she can't relate to, can't become one with, can't, connect with her own light, but that light is hers and it is neutralizing. All right. Well, that makes sense. Thank you. Okay. So you guys are on this journey with me. I, I don't know. So it is moving into her light, although the symbol remains the same and the higher selves are indicating they're keeping the symbol the same, even though it is her light that's neutralizing it and absorbing it. They're keeping the symbol the same so that I can see the movement or the progress in the symbol. So, but they want to assure me, and I'm assuring you, that it, the, what she's releasing is, oh, no, that's interesting. Because as she's releasing, her light is actually growing. Because it's taking in what she's releasing, and then it becomes the light. Remember? Because we never want the, whatever is neutralized to be free, because then it can tack on to something else. It becomes whatever it touches. And you don't want it to touch something negative. So the light is absorbing it, uh, neutralizing it, and then it becomes the light. And so now I am seeing the light outside of her body. It's now she, like she has a little bit of an auric field. It isn't really an aura, but, you know, it looks kind of like we see pictures of the auric field. This little bit of light past the body. So that's actually already she's making progress. So the agony. I want to do trauma. Pain. Pain and suffering. There's been a lot of pain for this young lady and so many lives, uh, real, real difficulties. And so we, that there's trauma. There's, uh, I see her in corners and there's symbolic corners where she just doesn't know where to turn. There's no help. There's no help. There's, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Ay, ay, ay. There's just no help. She's trapped. There's this feeling of being trapped literally by a wild animal. You're trapped and there's a lion attacking you. It, it isn't a lion, but that's symbolic of the incredible fear, the incredible feelings of being trapped that she has. And so I want all that feeling of being trapped to move into her light, to be neutralized, to be absorbed, to become more of her light. The trap and the fear, and it's, I feel so much on her back just just a lot on the back because the back is up against a wall and she's pressing her back as hard as she can hoping the wall will the door will open and she can escape or something and so the back is pain full of pain it just hurts her because she's pressing harder and harder and harder and it's hopeless and there's a lot of hopelessness coming up here and helplessness and hurt and hurt and fear and terror just absolute terror coming out just absolute terror and I want the oh my gosh oh my gosh I want this to be released as much as possible all this pain in the back and I want the wall that's there because now, of course, in this life, there is no wall, right? But in her mind, there is a wall still. That wall is still there. She can't escape. And all of that, that feeling of helplessness and hopelessness and the wall, I want it all to be neutralized. I want, I want to call in divine freedom and 
and divine hope and divine love and divine um, support. And I want her to release as much. Come on, Caitlin, you can do it. Release as much of that pain and that suffering, that hurt, that feeling of being trapped as much as you can. I, I just feel it up and down the back. Okay. The terror for Caitlin was so intense that the only way she could escape, and this wasn't just one life, this was a series of lives, and the series of lives brought her to a place where I would say there was a perfect storm life. And in that perfect storm life, it was so extreme this terror, whatever was after her, whatever was threatening her, whatever was making her suffer was so extreme. And I'm not getting that life. And thank goodness, I don't want that life. Thank you. I really don't. The higher selves are indicating it is not important uh, The that I know and I could feel, I could feel the issue that she chose the only rate, route of escape that she could. And that route was insanity if she disconnected from reality she was no longer with her back up against a wall symbolically she was no longer traumatized or in terror she would she went insane she at the soul level chose insanity as an escape route she was not in a position to escape in the ways that we think of today you know drink too much uh, do drugs, um, you know, work 18-hour days so we can't think, uh, become obsessive-compulsive or become, you know, I don't know, whatever. We, 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 we have a lot of ways of escaping our issues, our patterns, our fears, our hurts, our wounds. And, but many of them, we can, they're workable in society, Many of them, as difficult as they can be, their coping style, their way to deal with the the issues that our souls experienced over the many eons, including this life. But at least we hold on to reality. In her case, there was no other option. And so she took the option of insanity. I'm sorry, but it's really bringing tears to my eyes because it's, I just can't even wrap my head around it. I mean, I'm imagining it well enough that it's upsetting, but I can't even imagine moving to that place as difficult spots as I've been in in my life, and I know all of you have also. So anyway, she's played out of the insanity pattern. Um, I do want you to know, and I, I want to have her release the insanity pattern as much as you can, and I felt an immediate break she putting on the brakes. She does not want to release that insanity pattern. She's holding on to it for dear life. Why? Because for her, it meant safety. It meant for the first time, maybe there was a sense of peace. As crazy as she might seem to anybody else, she had disconnected from what was really upsetting and scary and terrifying to her. 
So for her, there is a safety measure in that insanity pattern. And the minute I said to release it, she put on the brakes. Remember, I can't push or force any soul to do anything. It's completely up to the soul at the free will level. So her facade soul is choosing not to release the insanity pattern. I want to explain that really clearly. Big breaks. Okay, immediately a wall went up. So we're not going to work on that. I want to reassure Caitlin that we are not going to work on that pattern. She can hold on to it for as much or as long as she wants. What I'm going to work on instead is hopelessness. I want hopelessness to come out and powerlessness. And she is now, I see you're beginning to release again. She's letting hopelessness go and powerlessness go. She understands that she doesn't have a problem. She understands that hopelessness and powerlessness is who wants that, right? Um, okay, so where else? How else should I approach this now, higher self? Well, yeah, we can, we can definitely let the, the physical pain go that she's experienced, um, and as much of the emotional pain, the hurts, the wounds, because there were times, there were times where a lot of the terror came from arenas, from people, from situations and conditions that you wouldn't expect it. So I actually see uh, betrayal here too, which is kind of surprising, but there is betrayal here. Uh, I guess if someone you think shouldn't be doing these kind of things to you is, in other words, it's someone you care about, maybe a family member or, or a close friend or a part of your community would do such a thing to you, that would really intensify the hopelessness because where would you have to turn? It's as if, you know, some people who feel um, attacked by the police and it's a policeman that did something to them, they wouldn't go to the police to report it because they would feel that the police wouldn't, you know what I'm talking about. They wouldn't uh, do anything about it. They they would just enable the officer to, to that's doing something. And I, you know, I'm just giving you an example because we all know we see it on TV all the time. Hopefully, those that kind of thing goes on less and less as days, months, and years move on. But of course, there have been incidents, whether it's police or any other kind of uh, authoritative type societies you have individuals within them that betray their oaths or betray their their commitments or whatever. And the, that is, in essence, issues they have to deal with. That's what they have to to learn and um, bring into a, into the light of understanding and whatever their whatever their soul chooses to do with it. But in any case, that's that's a big part of this hopelessness because it does come from some directions. I don't see police here or anything like that, but I see close people, people who are close. Some are very close and some are more close, like the community. And then the horror of not having the community step in. It's like another example is like somebody is being beaten or attacked or raped in an alleyway and all the people in the apartment buildings on either side see it and they don't get involved. They don't step in. They don't help. They don't try to save the person. And so it's that kind of thing where that hopelessness is very, very, very deep. And the sense of betrayal is huge. So I'm really asking for that to be released, the hopelessness and the betrayal. And this, this part of the pattern is, I think, in part, 
why she chose the parents she did. First of all, the, her parents actually are very good people. Uh, they do carry the predisposition of the schizophrenia. So whether or not she was able to deal with issues before this manifested, um, she didn't. The pattern has manifested. So I think in part it was that. But also, I think the fact that her parents are a little bit, I want to use the word clueless. It doesn't mean they're, they're not uh, well-intentioned. I, it doesn't mean that they don't, they don't love her, and there's no denigration of the parents at all. But from what I understand, they don't really, it's very difficult for them to deal with this, and they don't understand it very well. And so they aren't, in a way, they are reflective of the the essence of betrayal of coming from people who, who are close that aren't really helping. And that's where I think this this choice of parents is so it would activate this part of the pattern, which is important for her. She, we don't want her to have betrayal in her life. So it's activated and it does feel like betrayal. And I'm seeing a lot of betrayal being released, just a lot, a lot of betrayal, a lot of lack of support, lack of help. Um, and as a result, feeling completely isolated, feeling alone, feeling um Again, the helplessness, that just keeps coming up, and she's releasing a lot of it. Now, as it moves out, I'm checking back with a symbol. The light is growing. The light is growing around her. But there's still a disconnect to the pure soul essence, as if she's still disconnected from it. Um, it's growing. I can see it growing, but she's still sort of keeping it. I think that a lot of this is self-hatred. It's, it's as if she doesn't deserve to have that pure soul essence. There, it's as if she's denying herself it purposely because she doesn't deserve it. She's so awful. And that's what that's the decision she made about herself at some point way back when, because it's only somebody who's so awful could deserve the horror that she's experienced. And she's, you know, there's been a lot of misunderstanding, of course, in many of these lifetimes there were teachings about punishing God and all sorts of things. And if you don't do right, you know, you'll get punished. So I think she's taken on from those various kind of spiritual approaches in her various lifetimes, the idea that God must hate her, that she's worthy of his hate. She doesn't deserve any good in her life. So it's as if she's purposely, keeping that light from being part of her because she doesn't feel she deserves it. And so I want this lack of deservability to be released, uh, this misunderstanding and misconception that she's being punished in some way, that she doesn't deserve to have love, that she doesn't deserve to have support, that she doesn't, that she's not good enough, that she's so awful. Yeah. The inside is just this really agonizing feeling of being so awful. Wow. The self-hatred is intense. But here's the deal. It is beginning to release some of that wall around the light. It just letting, and I want to activate this divine love, divine forgiveness, and divine clarity of vision and expanded perception. She needs this expanded understanding to help her see that she is worthy 
she is deserving. Every soul is deserving. And that what she was taught, what she came to believe, was really a false belief. It was a misunderstanding. And I want her to release all of that as much as she can. Wow. And I am seeing the wall around the light dissolve. I see it dissolving, guys. I'm so happy. I'm sorry to cry on the air, but I can't help it. And there's just, you know, it kind of reminds me when the sun comes up over the horizon and it's kind of cloudy or misty or foggy around, uh, you know, like over a lake or, you know, fog over the ocean. And then when the light starts to penetrate, you just sort of see little beams or little rays coming through. And then it gets bigger and bigger as the light actually kind of burns off the fog. That's what I'm seeing. And, of course, the, the wall around her is very different, but it is, um, <clears throat> it still is like it's dissolving. The light is dissolving and being able to move through it. And she's able to face her light, and it's actually blinding her. She is being blinded, and she's turning away from the light. She's not shutting it off, but she's like, oh, my God, what is that? It's as if it's been so long since she's really experienced and allowed herself to connect with her own inner light. Oh, and she's just struggled so hard. Oh, my gosh. Okay, just a whole bunch of new stuff came in. Okay, so right now she's turning away. What she did to to sort of deal with the disconnection from the light is that she actually had a big pretense, I would say. A big, you know, part of her coping style was to pretend that she was in, you know, she knew she was pretending. Okay, some of this was conscious pretend she was a good person. She didn't believe she was. So all of this, you know, intention that she would talk about was really trying to convince herself of, any, of it rather than anybody else. And she had a persona or a pretense, a sort of a facade of pretending she was good, pretending of this, that, and the other. Now, underneath, she really did have good intentions, but it was blocked off. So what's happening now is what's being burned away is a lot of the pretense, a lot of the the facade, a lot of the persona that she she saw other people do and she tried to copy it. But she was just so messed up in a way, so disoriented, so lost that that it just came across as being, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know exactly how it came across. I think sometimes it came across well, and sometimes people would, like, look at her because it just had elements of pretense, copying other people, lack of authenticity, just sort of speaking the words but not really having the connection behind them. And so what's happening is a lot of that pretense is being burned away like it's the fog, and and it's covering up the real light. And now she's... I see her from turning away. It's as if she's looking back to the light. She's able to turn now to look at her light and to accept it is her. This is real. This isn't fake. This isn't false. This is who you are. And 
she's 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 kind of in a state of stun like a deer in headlights it's sort of perfect analogy because it's like the light has blinded her and so we want to let the blind go we want all that that concept of blind or that you know the idea it's too much to look at it's too overwhelming it's too uh i can't accept it i can't fully embrace it because uh, oh my god and and so now i am beginning to see this light moving to merge with the totality of her at the soul level it's expanding past the body it's going you know down and up it's sort of going into the past now and the future now and it's but but i'm having a problem here i'm experiencing something from her related to the back and so there's a lot of darkness still up and down the back the center of the back and i want everybody to focus or help focus the light on that spine i'm i'm going to talk to caitlin and say hey hey girl <laughs> Let's bring some light into the back. Remember, this is the area that was so sensitized symbolically with the back up against the wall. And this is the area that is holding on to the insanity pattern. This is the area of the last hope, the last best hope was to go insane when life got too hard and you just couldn't deal with it. And so I am seeing now some light moving into and, and neutralizing what I would call hooks. It's as if that insanity pattern has got itself hooked right around each vertebra, all around, up and down the spine, around the, the spinal cord even. And just, it's got this hooks in it, and I see the light moving to dissolve the hooks, neutralize the hooks. It's really beginning to do it. She's it's very slow because this is this is part of the pattern that she resisted before we kept moving forward with it. She resisted this, as you recall. So she's not letting this go real easy, but I do see some movement on it. I do see some movement, um, but the part that's most tenacious is right sort of at the mid-back, right under the the shoulder blades. Uh, an inch or two, and so I really I, I want to check and see what that is. I'm not yet getting what the pattern is, but I I want to just work on it's like a big knot. It's like a big freaking knot, and it's it's got intention to hold on, strong intention to hold on. It's definitely some sort of altered reality, which is part of this pattern. There seems to be anger and rage here and the desire to get back at. There's a desire for revenge here, which I think everyone can understand why it's there because with such a difficult, so many difficult, painful, horrible kind of lives, whatever they were, the higher self did not give them to me and I sort of get that and understand it and I'm not, um, I'm not complaining. Uh, but the rage must have been off the roof. The rage, the blame, the need for revenge, the absolute need for revenge is very, very intense here. And I want to just, I want to just explain to Caitlin that everybody understands the desire for revenge. Unfortunately, the past is past. So what happened to you in those other lives 
there is no revenge, even if it were a good thing, because it's already happened. We can't change the past. So we want to just, and if we stay in that place of revenge, we live in bitterness. We live in the idea that we're victims. And you yourself have showed us today that you aren't a victim, that you have the courage, that you are stepping forward, that you are letting this incredibly difficult pattern go. And you're, you're moving into the driver's seat. You are taking responsibility. Uh, you're becoming an active participant in your own healing. And by holding on to revenge, it's going to hold you, hold on to that pattern. And it's really a stickler here. We, we, we really need to start to neutralize the, the want, the rage. So just, let's just start with the anger and the rage and the frustration. There's a lot of rage and a lot of frustration here. I want you just to send the light and let it go. And I do feel this not loosening. You're doing great, Caitlin. Oh my God. I'm so impressed. I, I thought this was not going to be easy to, it feels almost like, and I want to use the term Gordian knot, but I'm not even sure what a Gordian knot is. But my impression is very, very difficult to undo. But there are elements of it that are coming out, like threads of it are coming out. They're being neutralized. They're being absorbed. And as they do it, the knot itself is becoming a little, little softer. It's not holding on so hard. There's still this, like, almost like a wick from a candle or something, but it feels the ball feels like a cannonball, you know, a wick from a, you'd set, you'd light the something and it would explode. Um, that That's what it feels like. It's explosive. And I want that explosive quality be, to be, you know, just flooded in light, divine serenity, divine love, divine forgiveness, divine forgiveness. Forgiveness is really important here because it's important to forgive the self, and it's important because there is self-blame here too. So we want that to be that to be gone. Because I already talked about how she listened to the spiritual teachings of her various lives, which proved to her that she was a bad girl. She was bad. She was evil in whatever way, and that God was wreaking vengeance on her. Sorry. So we want to we want her to release all that self-blame and that self-attack because that's part of this too. It's very difficult to, when we feel that bad about ourselves, it's really difficult to come into an understanding that we did the best we could, that we um, are actually not bad, that it's a false belief. It's so pain and it's so painful to look at that feeling that we're horrible that we and the feeling of hating ourselves. So it's very difficult for her to look at that. And I want to call in divine love and divine forgiveness and have it just completely wrap this thing that's in her back and specifically wrap the that wick or that thing that you light to do the explosion. And I want that you can light it, but we're going to light it now with divine love. And it's just going to burn away this self-hatred, this self-attack, and the pain of looking at and, and facing what we think is so bad about ourselves. It's the pain of facing it. It's because we don't understand that it's a false belief. It's a misunderstanding, and we aren't bad. We, 
she is not that. She is a beautiful, beautiful person. Okay, so I am seeing a shift in the pattern. There's a lot of light now coming in through the back. I do still see some of this this Gordian knot thing or whatever, you know, whatever image it is. There's still something. It's now smaller, though. It's much smaller. Looks like a cherry bomb in the back. That's what it looks like. It's just, I guess, because it's been 4th of July, I'm thinking about firecrackers. So that's the image that comes up. But it, it still has the potential to to explode still has the potential it's still part of her holding on to this pattern i want to just see i want to try once more on the insanity issue and i'm going to ask her if she's ready to let go of some of the insanity pattern and i do see some of it releasing there was not the immediate putting on the brakes and refusal she's letting it go little 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 bit okay but it is there has been a shift here is she did not put the brakes on and as a result there is more of a connection with that pure soul essence light more of that wall between her and the light is dissolving more of the fog more of the interference more of the disconnection is being dissolved because it just was the disconnection from her light she just shut it off. When the hope went, powerlessness went, terror came, she just shut off that light. And so I do see it opening up now even more as she lets go of the insanity pattern. Um, just have to watch it for a bit here because it's just, it's just she's continuing to process, continuing to process. There is expansion of her light. It's moving bigger and bigger and bigger. I want to call in, activate and call in even more of the divine connection, the connection to her self, to uh, reality, to her higher self, to her pure soul essence, to her true soul essence, divine connection to the totality of who she is. Hmm. It's so much better. I only see that the wall right up and down her sides, it seems to be gone. She's now connected more to the, you know, the torso with the top of the body and the head. The light is flowing very well there. It's from the armpits down on the sides that I still feel some resistance and, um, let me see, I, and to the legs also. But it's what's so good is that it's been open now for the first time, and I would say... Let me see if I can get an indication from the higher self on this. Yeah. It's it's a long time, guys. I'm getting hundreds of lives. Hundreds and hundreds of lives. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. She has been working the last couple of lives to free herself up, but she was she's not been able she so she has taken some steps lately. But it was as if she had so much difficulty that she walked off the path. She was just literally unable to process. And so there were a lot of times that she spent in the between lives dealing with uh, her issues. Uh, then she'd go back in a life. But, you know, we go in, we come back deaf, dumb, and blind. As you know, we don't remember anything. And so whatever her intentions were often got lost 
because of, you know, they, we weren't always in line with this kind of expanded concept. And not only is this particular time on this planet expanded because of where the planet is. Now, other planets around the universe have certainly been here, so this isn't the only one. But we're also in the middle of that evolutionary thrust. And I can't tell you how major an effect that is happening on the entire universe, known and unknown, and every single soul. And I keep telling you guys this, because originating source is speeding up, ready to make its own evolutionary jump forward. And so we're moving at more expanded frequencies than ever. Okay? So... This has been a big opportunity for her to really get some serious help on this planet. There is serious help here, and I happen to hear about her. I don't. I've met her once. I happen to hear about her uh, through very through whatever connection, and they came to me and said, "Please, could you do this healing?" And so I did, and so here we go, and here we are. So anyway, there is a tremendous shift for her. I want to call in divine understanding and divine connection, too, with the parents. The parents have just moved in, so we want them to be fully amalgamated. The higher selves have said absolutely they are because they were always going to be part of the healing. I just didn't know. So they were amalgamated right at the beginning. And the parents actually are very well-intentioned, but they have their own blinders, their own uh, limiters, and have not been able to, up to this point, really been able to process, understand, and respond to the trouble their daughter is in, in the way that at the inner level, at the soul level, they would like to. So at the soul level, they want help. They want to move past their their limiters. Uh, they want to be more effective. They want to understand more. And so I'm asking that we just help them begin to release into their own life. Um, the the limiters and I'm not going to go into all that they are this is not uh, about doing a major healing on them but I want to release the misunderstandings the misconceptions I want to have them release as much as possible the hurts and wounds that they experienced that created their limiters in the first place so they aren't bad people they are not fifth dimensional interestingly enough Um, so they're struggling in their own Uh, evolutionary process they're trying to come into their own understanding and part of the connection with them and their daughter is that they're both going through a period of healing and they've agreed to do it together the daughter with the fifth dimensional information uh, energies and expanded concepts once she's able to move past this uh, disconnection with reality she is going to be helping them a tremendous amount. And they, meanwhile, are, going, are moving. The, the daughter is forcing them to face their own limitations. So this is a good thing, guys. And the surface, it looks like, oh, you know, what a, what a, what a, yada, yada, yada. But really, this is a good thing. And the parents, actually, I'm seeing them doing quite a bit of releases. They are releasing their blinders and what we might use the term as ignorance or cluelessness or something like that. They're releasing a lot of the blinders and the causes of the blinders, which are their own sufferings, their own misunderstandings, their own limited, their own limited belief systems. They don't have the fifth dimensional understandings, the unremembered remembrances that 
that we have with and, and that Caitlin has with the dual cell nature. They don't carry that. So they are only operational at the level they are within their human progress. I don't they aren't lowly, you know, new humans. They've been around for eons of time in the human kingdom, but they are still not operational at the highest human frequency as yet. So they're still in process. They're still going through their learning curve and their own journey. If you want to learn more about this, guys, really get my book, Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. Very important to give you some background and context for some of these healings that I'm doing. Really, you're going to love it. Um, anyway, the they're they're moving. Oh, they're releasing a lot of their stuff, and I'm seeing it flowing out. I see it neutralizing. So I want to get back to Caitlin because it's just I just want to see where she is, and she's getting stronger and stronger. And she's now noticed that her parents have come in. Um, okay. Oh, this is interesting. I think one, if not both, her parents were part of a community or communities in some past lives that did not support her. So that's really interesting. Um, There's healing that needs to go on with that pattern, too. And I don't have time in this healing to do that. (laughs) Somebody just came in, but it's okay. Just a sec. So I'm, I don't have time to, to go fully into it, but I can tell you right now, the, that's a, just an interesting twist of fate. That was also part of triggering the pattern. We want to just have them both, all of them release any betrayal or uh, hurt, misunderstandings. Uh, okay, I do see the parents cowering. The, uh, the higher self are bringing you to a, a sample of a, of a life where they didn't support out of fear, out of fear for their own lives. So, but Caitlin would have only experienced it as betrayal. Well, why didn't they come and help me? She was in such trouble herself. There was no room for her to empathize or figure out the situation with the parents. So there is a lot of healing that needs to go on with this too. So I'm asking the higher self to please have all this, healing, uh, releasing, and neutralizing. I want to call in divine forgiveness, divine understanding, uh, divine love, always, 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 divine connection. Gosh, this just turned out to be fascinating, guys. And the higher selves are indicating that it is So much has gone on energetically that they are now putting the cocoons around, cocoon around Caitlin. That's the one we really need to have the cocoon around. But there's also cocoon around the parents, mainly because the higher self will continue the processing as long as the souls are giving permission. Now, the indication I'm getting is that Caitlin is really on a roll. She's like decided, yes, she wants to keep processing. She is indicating that just because the healing is over, she doesn't want to stop. And as a matter of fact, that cherry bump in the back of her back is pretty dissolved now. 
She's become determined. I see her like the inner warrior. She's had it with this pattern. It has been such a nightmare for her. Now, I'm not saying that suddenly she's not going to be schizophrenic anymore. I'm not saying that. I don't know how it's going to manifest in her outer reality. But I'm telling you right now, she took a huge step. And you guys know that. So all I can say is those divine opportunities, the help that she truly needs to get her life back, not only back on track, but better than it was before, because it was still messy before, even before she had the psychotic break. It was messy. It was difficult. It was up and down. It was just confusion. And so it's going to come back better than before. Definitely. And she's determined and I see the higher self want her in the cocoon because they want to continue to work with her now that she's, you have to understand that the higher self have been trying to help her by impress. They can't trespass because it's fifth dimensional aspect from the divine will level. They can't trespass. They can't force her to do anything. They can only impress. And oh my gosh, they are like, if they could, if they had emotions like we did, um, there would be, you know, elation here because it's been, as I said, a very, very hundreds and hundreds of lifetimes, eons of time. So we're talking a long time that she's had this pattern and it feels like freedom for the first time in so long. Freedom and connection. Connection. Oh my gosh, that connection is going to feed her. That light, that connection with her light is going to feed her. It's very excited, exciting. So I don't know that we got rid of everything, but Boy, she's determined. Her parents are also still processing. Uh, they are not quite as clear. They don't have the benefit of the unremembered remembrances that Caitlin has. But I do feel like they are going to take some steps forward. Uh, some of their blinders will definitely be um, are, are definitely been neutralized. So let's just hope and keep our fingers crossed. If I get any feedback at all from the mutual friend, I will certainly let you know. But if not, um, not, I just, you know, nobody knows because she's now left the state. She's gone back home with her parents. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know if I'll get any feedback. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. All right. So uh, with that, the healing is done. I'm pretty white, as you can imagine. Um, that was really intense. And so joyful, really. I'm so excited. A lot, a lot of things absolutely um, new came to mind, came to the healing. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time talking. It seems like I'm so normal because I just keep talking, but really I'm in the frequency. When I get out and just try to talk about this, that, or the other, it's so difficult. Anyway, I encourage anybody and everybody to please email me if you have any requests. I have a long line of people requesting. This is kind of exciting. I think I mentioned, or maybe I didn't, I, a gal from Canada, I think I did, that reached out. She, somebody three years ago gave her my book, Choices, and she then got my second book when that came out. She's so excited. She's been working. She's been reading. She's been helping herself. And she didn't know that I'd answer her, but I did. 
And she couldn't believe it. She didn't thought maybe I had an assistant that answers. Now I answer. Anyway, I'm going to do two healings. I think I mentioned starting next week on her. And I have, I think, three or four other people in line for healings. I encourage you all to, to write me. It might take me a while to get to you. Sometimes like today, I'll put two healings back to back. I didn't do it today because I just, I could have, but I just, didn't and I'm glad I now know why because this healing on Caitlin was so amazing and so intense and so different um, they're all so different that I don't think I could have gone on to another healing right now I just couldn't have done it but maybe next time I'll do two healings now next time I'm going to do one because I'm going to give you this great information <laughs> that I'm not telling you what it is yet um, but I think you're going to go, oh, okay. Oh, really? Ooh. <gasps> mm, I never knew that. You know, that kind of thing. And I think you're going to get a lot out of it. It will help. The expanded understanding is going to help you a lot look at certain things in your life. And then, of course, it leads into the next topic, which I'm also not telling, telling you what it is. Uh, maybe the mystery will get you all to answer anyway. Anyway, I do have a caller ending in... 4619, uh, thank you for calling in. It doesn't seem like you've been on very long. Maybe, maybe you didn't, um, you know, maybe you, uh, this is, you know, as soon as you can get on. But I'm happy to welcome you. And if you want to get on the mic, you should put the little number or whatever you do to get on the mic right away because I'm just winding the show down. But anyway, thanks for calling in. Thank you for everyone. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, whether it's live or after the fact. I'm, I cannot say enough how important this show has been for me. And I hope that it's been equally helpful for all of you. And just remember, email me, Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com or Janet at JanetRichmond.com, and you can, I will answer. I will respond. You can make comments. You can ask questions. I'm thinking Maybe I'm going to get a lot of questions over the next few weeks when I do these next two topics. I don't know. It's a big step for me. <laughs> it's a big step for me, but I think I'm ready to take that step. And, you know, Joan reminded, she's here now, actually, she's reminding me how difficult it was for her because she was getting the information as far as she knew, as far as any one of us knew first. And there wasn't anywhere else to go. There wasn't anywhere else to discuss the information with. Remember, it was back in the late 70s, early 80s. I met Joan in 83, but she'd already gotten this information by then. In any case, she was all on her own, and she's right here with me. She will be helping me to express, filling me in on areas of <laughs> holes, because there are holes in the information not she just couldn't bring in everything and then I didn't get every single tape there are many private sessions I didn't get I just got whatever she had left left and so they're whole and what can I say so anyway um she'll be with me helping me share it with everybody and supporting me and <laughs> anyway Anyway, I love you guys, and I'm going to end the show now. Just stay tuned for next week. It's going to be very interesting. And thank you from the bottom of my heart. You cannot know how much I love you all. 
and how much I love this community and how much how important you are to me. And I'm hoping if I can help at least one of you, and hopefully it's way more than one, I'm just so thrilled. It means the world to me. Okay. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 400,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Shop at Vons and Pavilions Friday through Sunday now through August 28th and earn two times gas reward points on purchases. Clip the weekly coupon and use at checkout or click the coupon on Just For You. Redeem gas rewards at participating Vons, Chevron, and Texaco gas stations. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is 20 cents per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details at Vons.com or Pavilions.com.